And we are live. Oh, yes, 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 everyone. Um, my name is Damon Rivera of Damon Rivera Films. And today I have a really, really special guest, the one and only Courtney Matthews. Thank you so much for coming today. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, um, to be honest, Courtney, I've been following your dance journey like from afar, of course, through Facebook. Um, our paths have really never crossed yet. I know there were events that I was supposed to go to in mm -hmm. Minnesota and such, and it's just that those times I never met, but um, I could just see through your dancing, uh, see through your energy that you just had a, a really good spirit. Um, oh, yeah. And especially in our community, we always, we have so many dancers, but when you have certain dancers that just have that aura about them, it's just full of love and positivity. You gotta, you gotta stay close to them. <laughs> yeah, I, have to stay close to I believe so. You know, and especially during these times, uh, again, I do this platform to give a voice to as many dancers, as many people that are really doing something positive for their community, for our scene, and really um, have a voice and need their voices heard. Uh, because again, what I'm doing is no different than someone else. Um, I just think it's really important more than ever that uh, we really, or myself, have this platform and share it with people like you um, mm -hmm. to give your voice and, and your outlook on what, what's really happening. So to really to get started, um, could you kind of give myself and the audience, like, where did the journey start for Courtney? All right. Okay. Well, hello. My name is Courtney. Um, born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, how I started on my journey. Um, well, I end up getting sick. I was working in retail management and I was with that particular company for maybe a little to 10 years. So uh, mm -hmm. one of the one of the last holiday seasons I was employed, I got really, really sick to the point where my employer was like, yo, it's either you get better or mm -hmm. you go. And I'm like, well, for you to say that to me and I've dedicated <laughs> yeah. a lot of time into this company and sacrificed a lot, I see mm -hmm. that I am not appreciated. So I'm just going to go somewhere that appreciates me yeah. and my work ethic. So, hey, uh, I end up finding a new cre uh, career and I was uh -huh. able to get my weekends off because working in working at the malls, you hardly get a weekend off. So oh, when yeah. I was uh, able to get my Friday, my Saturday and my Sunday off, I was like, yes, Emily. So. When that happened, I was just Googling, trying to find places, you know, or find things that's fun to do. And in Memphis, uh, you don't have a lot to choose from. So um, I started Googling dance, gymnastics, ice skating, uh, just meetup groups. I love playing video games. So I was trying to like find like something okay. to do. So um, I end up finding uh, a dance club in Memphis and it was around Cinco de Mayo. So I was like, well, shoot, this is like the best time. <laughs> so um, I went there, I went to the club and my gosh, I it was just an eye opener because I saw people of every shades of color, every different size 
on that floor and it made me feel part of something. I was like, okay, I see how this is going. And the instructor, he's, he's cool in his own little way. And he taught us a pattern and I'm like, you know what? This does not seem overwhelming. This seems fine. Yeah. I see that I'm not going to hurt myself on the floor and engineers adios. Okay. Let's stick with it. So I stuck with it and it probably maybe within the first year of me, you know, finding out and learning experience dance that something's different. And what I mean by different is even at my own hometown, it was little instances where I would see black women dressed to the nine, just, you know, like, you know, like they look good and they're sitting down. I'm like, something's wrong now me being part of the scene i'm extremely bubbly and i'm extroverted on the floor off the dance floor i'm introverted i like to be in my bubble but uh when when i saw that i was like hold on wait something's wrong here and i try to make it my business to try to dance with everybody especially with Mm -hmm. beginners because we all was we are there and we all have to start somewhere so i'm dancing with everybody and like I said, I'm looking at these women and they're still on the sidelines. And I'm like, hold on, what can I do to change? Mm-hmm. So uh, at this point, I was just following. So I started to learn how to lead. So mm-hmm. I, and when I go to festivals and weekenders and such, if I see a woman of color or if I just see a woman that's just sitting down period, and she has this look on her face like, I would really like for somebody to dance with me. That's what yeah. I'm going for because I've been in that situation and it sucks. It hurts so bad. You will be sitting down and your counterpart is sitting next to you, you know, chopping, chopping conversation. Mm-hmm. And the guy, you know, comes over, looks, looks between me and the other lady and go and give the other lady, you know, and I'm like, I mean, it happens, but yo, that's kind of messed up, you know? Yeah. Like it, 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 it had me questioning my blackness because at that point in the game, it was like, I didn't see hardly a lot of women, especially Mm -hmm. women with Afros. I hardly seen it, hardly anybody. And it had me questioning like, okay, am I meant to be on this dance floor? Am I meant to move a certain way? Because I was getting, these compliments, and I, I love compliments, and I think everybody else does. But I was getting people were complimenting me, saying, "Oh, you must be from the Dominican Republic, <laughs> because mm-hmm. your your footwork is on point." And I'm like, "Yeah, no, no it's not I'm, even the case. I'm black. <laughs> like I just <laughs> like to move my feet." So, yes. and I got another one. Oh, you must be from Puerto Rico. No, no, I'm black. <laughs> I grew up here. (laughs) Oh, not trying to take that away from the next person, but speaking for me, that's not me. But it had me questioning my blackness, like, am I supposed to be here? Because like I said, it was nothing but beautiful Latina, white, every other color of the rainbow on the floor. And I just seen my group just chilling out on the sidelines. You know, we staying cool and not sweating and we drinking Mm -hmm. water. But we're yeah. not doing part of the action. Like we want to yeah. whirl and get dipped and show off. You know, we want to be part yeah. of that. But it's we don't get a lot of chances. And 
I'm trying to, you know, if I can do it, I'm sure other people can because I mm -hmm. learned how to lead so I won't see that or I won't hear that story because this story is, is heartbreaking. Yeah, it's it's it, tragic. It definitely, is. it definitely is. And for me, um, I myself, a lot of people know I am biracial, but at the end of the day, when people see this, they know that I'm a person of color. Mm -hmm. And for your story, I was also speaking to Kyla from Tennessee and she also told me a very, a very interesting fact that that scene, I guess, is is small, mm -hmm. and and sometimes you have to go outside of it to kind of find that community. My question, one of my questions was, when you first really got into, or the Memphis scene specifically, um, was the demographic kind of the same? Was it diverse in the beginning when you kind of, uh, like you said, search for meetups, search for dance events, and such like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the demographic, when I first started, because mm. we had the social lessons and that brought everybody out onto the floor. People that said they didn't know how to dance to people that, Hey, I know where to get to where I need to get to on the dance floor. Mm. And so every, it was a mixture of everything. But as I progressed as a dancer, I started seeing less and less and less of the representation. Mm. And I'm like, okay. Black people are always saying, oh, well, I got rhythm, I got moves. Where are we? And yeah. I, every time, and all of my friends can vouch for me for when I say this, every time somebody comes around me, come on, you go, you getting on this dance floor. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to move. Look, we ain't got time <laughs> for all of that. Listen and just let your body go on cruise control. Let your body coast. It's gonna do what it's supposed to do. And people are so hung up over partner dancing. I'm like, yeah. you need to learn how to dance by yourself before you invite somebody else in your space. That like, is you good. That is, yes. So yes, I'm like, you can't do a cause by lead if you don't know where to put yourself at. You know, it's, well, let's work on ourselves. Yes. Let's get our grooves together. Let's get our foundation, our basic, and then introduce somebody. Because I mean, everybody's looking at their phones. They're not looking at you dancing. So if you mess up, yes, you know, we mess up together. We're gonna mess up together. We're grooving together. So I mean, hey, we all make mistakes. I'm not trying to hold you to it. I just mm -hmm. trying to have fun, and that's that's it. Yeah, you know, for me too, what I um what I've told a lot of a dancers for me being being a dancer and then turning into more of the media and filming other dancers, the one thing I'm learning is conversations that I'm hearing between other dancers. And like you said, those little uh, comments, those are really little insults and those are little microaggressions. They may not, because a lot of people, when it comes to um, insensitive comments like that, racially insensitive. People expect that other person be very brash, very aggressive on the approach. But mm -hmm. some, a lot of times, those simple little remarks are they seem so minimal to that person mm -hmm. because of their ignorance. But it is so harmful to the person they're saying it to because they don't realize the impact. Because, like you said, I am here to dance. Yeah. But it seems that the color of my skin, my blackness is getting in the way of us having a connection on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. And many times, a lot of men, and even women who do lead, have, have that tendency to be ignorant, whether it's voluntarily or involuntarily. 
because the conversations they have with their friends are different than the conversations they have with a person they just met. Exactly. You know, and I think that line has to be separated because we have to realize as dancers, we're all part of one community, no matter how big or small it is. Mm -hmm. And we have to be respectful of the language we use because even though we feel it's not offensive, someone else can feel it is offensive. Mm -hmm. Show um, and, and listening, yeah, listening to your story is very important because I know the feeling. It's, it's very, I've had it myself happen to me of dancing with a woman and we're having a great dance and she's more interested in finding out where I'm from rather than just the connection of the dance. And it's almost like a tribute. Yeah, it's like, it has nothing to do with anything. Um, and a lot of times, especially now with so much, I guess, racial tension, I think people have to understand is that people have been speaking for years, for decades, for over centuries. But the thing is that now other people have to now listen more than ever because the voices aren't just coming from those oppressed, it's coming from those who see the oppression and see that there needs to be a change. And especially in our dance community because we do have people that are ignorant to the language that they use and it can be very harmful. Uh, for yourself, when you started um, within the within the dance community, was what was the the style of dance that you kind of started with or kind of transitioned into? Okay, um, I started out with bachata. Bachata was on Friday nights and salsa on Saturday nights. Now bachata, it's a I like the groove. I love the vibe because it starts mm -hmm. off slow and it builds you up. Salsa, mm. you start at the gates, like with the drums, the climate coming, like, yeah. like you're you already at the door. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm yeah. a that's yeah, a I'm a for me. So bachata, that's that's my heart, that's my baby. That's it makes me feel good when I'm feeling low. It's that's what gets mm -hmm. me that that good Courtney head space. It's bachata, mm. everything from how the tempo goes to how the music flows with each other and how each interest int instrument complements each other. So yeah. I'm not just listening to a part to what the person is saying. That's yeah, I listen to what he's saying, the story he's telling, but I'm listening to how the the instruments are telling the story as well. And a mm -hmm. lot of people are missing out on that because you have to have it's two sides to every story. You gotta have your your vocals and you have to have your your melodies. So I'm like, come on now. But yeah, Bachata was the one that 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 got me and I'm like, okay, you got me. I got you too. <laughs> yeah, because I mean um with bachata, especially that is one dance like with salsa, you can connect, but it's the separation is a lot greater because there's time you, of course you get to have that solo space, freestyling space, as well as bachata, but with bachata it's so much more connected the closeness, the proximity, uh, you can't help but be close to one another. But also I think too, that leads um, to a lot of unnecessary um, instances of just being, some people feel too comfortable with the person they're dancing with, that it can really turn off the connection and become uncomfortable. Yes, yes, yes. 
And for me, seeing a lot of dancers, I've seen, I've heard stories of women and men feeling uncomfortable on the dance floor because the person that they're dancing with uh, sees something more sometimes than what just the dancers. And I think, especially in the bachata scene, uh, what I have seen a lot is, uh, especially with men, but also um, I believe also with women, sometimes the person can get lost in the dance so much that they feel that this one dance and this person they're dancing with, with the connection is so great that maybe it can lead to something more when it's really just a simple dance. It's just dance. And what I love about dance is it can it can grab you by your emotions. It can make you so emotional and you're like, whoa, what is this? Like it will make you snap mm -hmm. out of it. And what bachata does for me, it gives me the time to actually connect before the song comes on because mm -hmm. I'm using that timing to see, okay, and also to give my partner some leeway on, okay, maybe if I move her shoulder like this, maybe if mm -hmm. I, you know, take a step and she gonna follow. So you gotta take time to, to see how your partner is gonna listen to you because if not, it's gonna be a one-sided dance and it's, you're not gonna have fun. And normally when that happens, it's always, <clears throat> excuse me, it's with the moves that's so big and flashy you by the time you get done with all of that, there is no connection. You can see where you stop doing your basic to yes. do something big and flashy. And I'm like, is this what we liking right now? Is this what we're going for? Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you don't you don't do that at certain um, salsa and other bachata huge dance events where you know there's a title and a trophy. Do all these moves and then. Yeah fall off and then okay we're gonna do a crescendo with this right here and spin around and yeah mm -mm. I, absolutely i feel like that connection gets lost once that person takes it upon themselves to just go above and beyond i mean and then it makes the other person who they're dancing with just say okay i see where you're going with this i see we're not on the same page mm -hmm. and i think of course especially in our community we have to really bring back the connection and realize it's not just about turn patterns and who can dip the most and who can do the most body rolls. It's just about connecting with your partner. Uh, so, and I think a big thing lacking is eye contact. Yes. A lot of, a lot of, a lot, cause for me filming, so many people ask me like the footage, like I get, I've filmed hundreds of hours of socials and the amount of dances that I can't put in my, my reels because all these turns and patterns are great, but their facial expressions tell it all. You know, yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. It's like concentration. And, and I've noticed, um, and what you were saying earlier, that I can definitely tell you have an appreciation of not just being a follow, but being a lead. And I think that's really important um, for a lot of, of women because I think the stigma is that it's usually men are the leads and women are the follows. Mm -hmm. But for me and my eyes and my experience, that is totally incorrect. Uh, I believe men can lead or follow just as well as women can lead or follow. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed, especially in a lot of your videos you posted uh, throughout the years, that you definitely know how to transition. And especially with leading, I think it's really important that a lot of women see that 
um, because they can also just visualize that they are not just stuck to one specific role, mm-hmm. that they can, play, they can play any role they choose to. Yeah. Um, for, for yourself, when you started with Bachata, was it um, you started off leading or did you start off following and gain the love for leading? I started out as uh, following and I got I got the love to lead because and there are plenty of beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic guy dancers. Mm-hmm. But it feels like when you're speaking and dance, it's like you still have that little voice that said, I wish I would have done that or I wish I would have mm-hmm. did this better. So mm-hmm. when I when I lead, I try my best to actively listen to my partner because, you know, half of us, we have underlying medical conditions. We can't be putting, you know, certain patterns because it will affect us. So Mm -hmm. if you're actively listening, you can go and use that creativity to your advantage. And you don't have, you can use little small subtle movements and prove a huge point. But, Mm -hmm. um, Leading, I love to lead. I love to make my follow feels like that she's special. I like to make her feel like that she looks like the absolute best on the floor because that's yeah. the lead's job. Just like if I'm following and somebody's leading me, I would want them to make me feel like that I'm special on this floor. I have mm-hmm. all of all of your attention is on me. You're listening to me. And if we make a mistake, okay, who gives a care? We both. Yeah. Both of us made the mistake because I didn't follow it. So I don't like when people just, you know, bash themselves on the floor because yes. it like dance makes you want to be vulnerable. And even if you don't verbally say, oh, I'm sorry, you internalize it and it creates something bigger and it affects your your dance self. Mm-hmm. So, no, I believe everybody should should do both roles because it makes you appreciate the other side and what they have to do. And it also create the other side to make you stronger. So why not? <laughs> yeah. And and as you started from the beginning of your dance journey and moving forward, um, did you see the dynamic of, like you said, you saw women, uh, women of color, black women, a lot of them started off as you saw sitting down a lot of times because they weren't being given that opportunity to be on the dance floor and dance. When you were going through your journey, did you kind of see that dynamic change or was it kind of stagnant? Um, it was pretty much stagnant uh, because Memphis is a, is a small scene, just like Nashville mm-hmm. is a small scene. So when I started traveling to Chicago, Phoenix, Dallas, and other big major cities, I started seeing more, I started seeing a little bit more black women, but I didn't see as much women leading. Um, I would like to see more of it because it is showing that the underlying issue, like you don't have to wait for somebody to ask you for a dance. You can go take the pun yourself and ask somebody else to dance. And if they don't want to dance with you, okay, cool, great. Guess what? It's over 500 people in this freaking building that I can go dance with. So you just saying no to me is, you know, it's nothing. But, uh, but yeah, but traveling to other cities, I'm starting to see more black women Mm -hmm. now. Uh, versus them because my gosh, it had me even going on YouTube trying to find yeah. <laughs> that look like me. And I'm like, gosh, I, I know 
if I'm out here, I know somebody else is out here. I just yeah. gotta find them. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and like it's it's okay to have those feelings because a lot of times when we have feelings like that, that people may not understand, we kind of keep it inside and then like we're searching. Like you said, I'm searching on YouTube to find someone like me. And question, when you started in Memphis, what was the year that you kind of got into the scene? Maybe 2015, 2016. Okay. And then you said Dallas. Was that any specific, was it like a Congress or festival? No, it was uh, a weekender. Uh, last year I was doing a lot of traveling for work. Mm -hmm. And I would be in Dallas and I would come, you know, just for a festival, well, not a festival, uh, a social. I haven't okay. attended the Dallas festival yet. That's okay. on my to-do list. Definitely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm one of the media people there and that event is as diverse as it comes from my standpoint. But I definitely agree is that as a dancer myself over the years, started with salsa, transitions into bachata. I've noticed the dynamic of the women of color changing because a lot more people either behind the scenes mm -hmm. or just having public conversations with other dancers were saying, we do need more women of color. There weren't these kind of platforms I was seeing. If I'm, if I'm wrong, I completely understand, but I wasn't seeing platforms like what I'm doing, having conversations with these dancers and creating that discussion it was more of, you know, uh, you had dancers in different cities, women of color who were having teams, who are part of teams, and then you began to see them on stage. I think a big issue, though, was um, the topic of the image. Mm -hmm. What should the woman of color be presented as? Uh, for me, I appreciate that a woman can be natural. Yeah. Because a lot of times, especially in our scene, the women are supposed to have their hair a certain way, are supposed to have their makeup a certain way, and look a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, especially in New York, I've been definitely grateful to have met a lot of women of color, women who are Dominican, women who are Cuban, women who are from Africa, any certain parts of Africa. I've met them, uh, but a lot of times they have the same sentiment is that, uh, you can meet us, but on that stage where everybody else can see the representation isn't as shown as much as other, other women. Mm -hmm. And I agree. I mean, these discussions are necessary because a lot of times in our scene, we're so preoccupied with just having fun yes. that nobody wants to get to the nitty gritty and really talk about what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you're coming from Memphis. I'm coming from New York, but many people know I have an affiliation and a love for New Orleans. And that place alone has definitely shaped my mind differently and understanding that, especially in the down South area, a lot of people have the same concerns, men and women, men of color, women of color, and men who are Caucasian and European, just as women. A lot of people are having these conversations, but also they're not having it publicly. Yeah. They're having it with their friends, but it's platforms like mine that I get to talk to women like yourself that, you know, you got, you are a part of our dance community. Like you say, you travel state to state coming from Memphis. You're exposing yourself to so many other cities and so many other scenes. 
that you know having those concerns is validated and it's it's warranted because it is true. Um, I know also you do Kizomba, and for me, I am very kind of fresh to that scene. But I was also told uh, by a dancer from Baton Rouge, Marietta, uh, who's a Kizomba dancer, that she noticed that there was also that problem of the, especially the the couples of a lot of more um, black men, men of color, their partners, a lot of times there weren't many women of color who were their partners. And for me, you know, it, it wasn't so much shocking. It was more like, okay, I've, I've heard this from someone. I'm fresh to the scene. Let me go on YouTube and search. And, and I agree. Don't get me wrong. There are some, but there should be so much more. I mean, I definitely would love to get your opinion on your experience with the Kizomba scene. Because you said you, were in, you did bachata, you danced salsa, and you also danced Kizomba. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it, oh gosh, I don't even know where to start mm -hmm. because it is, it, as a, as a black woman, it hurts me deeply because I would go to these events and I would see women just sitting at, in front of the DJ booth waiting to be mm. asked back, you know, by a guy. And I would see women literally standing with their hands crossed in front of them like, okay, not like that, but yeah. <laughs> wondering, you know, when am I gonna get the chance to get that dance? And and we have sets and usually with the, uh, the music sets, it, it goes by your mood. It, it controls okay. your, your mood. So from the very first song, which is maybe a upbeat, then from the middle of a song, it may be mellow. Then at the end, the last song, it may be, you know, on a downbeat. But for all multiple sets, they will be dancing with the same person and not getting off the floor to dance with somebody else and giving somebody else a chance. Because mm -hmm. I've it's 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 hurtful because mm -hmm. I know for a fact that I'm not the only one that's seeing this or being affected by this because if you can go to a, a nationally known festival and you are in these rooms at, at certain times of the, mm -hmm. of the night and you will see, you will see all of it. And yeah. I'm like, I know there has to be more than 10 black couple dancers because mm -hmm. just, you know, how I mentioned earlier, I will go on YouTube to find dancers that look like me so I can relate to, you know, mm -hmm. body movement and, you know, trying to build connection. And I don't see that not taking away that, you know, my counterparts aren't doing a good job. They're doing a great job. But yeah. when it comes to, you know, when we had to relate and having to work on our on our image. Yes. We go to somebody that we can look at and relate to. So they can give us, you know, something that we're missing if we were trying to get, you know, a lesson from somebody else. Yeah. No, no, I definitely, I definitely agree because like you said, when it's hard to find that relation, it's hard to build that connection to the scene that you love because a lot of times uh, many people who come into the dance scene, unfortunately leave because they don't feel a relation, a correlation. They don't feel wanted. They don't feel like they matter. Yeah. Um, you know, and for me being a visual artist more than ever, I'm filming a lot and I'm also having those conversations 
with not just the performers, but also the dancers. I'm also being that person that's stepping up. And I do see those moments in socials or festivals or congresses that a lot more women of color are sitting down. So I take the initiative of asking them to dance and not asking why you're not, why no one's asking you. Because at that moment, I'm the one asking you. Yeah. I'm taking that, that accord. And I believe, again, for some people, when they hear these type of topics, it can be very uncomfortable for them. Mm -hmm. But it can be uncomfortable for them. The goal is to make it comfortable for them. Yes. To speak about it. Because, again, what you, what you don't know, if you don't know, you won't grow. Yeah. We have to, you know, especially during these times more than ever, I've been seeing on social media that a lot of people, and I saw this particularly, uh, this happened with Island Touch, they were doing uh, a platform, they were talking about with Black Lives Matter, and then they had the post, uh, the I Can't Breathe, I believe, the photo, and to see the comments, and to see a lot of the people that live in their same community that admired them, but because they took a stance on something that they believed in, that didn't fit their beliefs, it turned them completely off and they felt that they couldn't support them. And that shows the ignorance. Uh, that shows the lack of empathy and the lack of humility. Um, I, and, and unfortunately what people, I've seen the hashtag of shut up and dance. And that right there is so, it, it can be very demoralizing, but it just shows the complete ignorance of many. And I also want people to understand is that those same people that are saying this are not just people who are not of color. It's also people of color. Yeah. You know, yeah. and a lot of people have to understand that hurts because mm -hmm. we have assumptions on what we think uh, the, the negativity comes from, but it comes full circle. Yeah. A lot of times we, as people of color, get the most hurt from our own. You know because there's so many times that I've had those microaggressions um, like the same comments you said when somebody asks is oh you must be this or you must be that because you move like this and for me um, especially the way I've been brought up is just being more brutally honest and you know just being brash and being harsh about it I'm if you're gonna say a comment to me, I'm just gonna respond back to you. The energy you give me, I'm gonna give you. Yep. And a lot, I think in our scene, people, a lot of times they want to kind of just push it under the bridge. They kind of will just move on, let's have a good time. But I think it is very important to combat the insensitivity on the head. Oh, it yeah. is okay that if someone gives you a negative comment, you can tell them, hey, that was rude. I did not deserve that. That is not respectful. Mm -hmm. I would appreciate you do not do that again. And what happens like now with the topic of Black Lives Matter, what's the, the attention of it, what amazes me was that we were having these talks for decades, but now because we have so many people who are of different colors, who are of different races now with us, now it's on a larger scale. It has more attention than ever. And I believe is that just as well as that it's in the real world. Remember, the dance scene is the real world. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people get that misconstrued. They think 
I'm at a weekend or I'm at a festival. I like you for these three days. And then after that, I don't know you. And I think that right there, you know, with, with dances also comes because you will see, you know, I'm very appreciative to talk to someone like you because I've been following your journey for years. And every time I see a visual, I always look at the comments because I just see the love and the genuineness that these dancers have for you. They have an appreciation for you because you appreciate the art form. Oh yeah. Um, me, sorry, um, it's, that's one thing that's lacking. A lot of people now when they join this scene, they just wanna know what they can get out of it, fame or what can they get it just monetarily. But you don't realize that dancing is a, it's a form of release and escape from your normality. And you know, for me, seeing you uh, dancing and different socials and events and being part of MOB like myself, it's you know, very important for people like us to have these discussions because it goes so much further than, than dance itself. Oh, yeah. It's an issue that has to be tackled. And you know, for me, a question to you is, from starting back in 2015, and now we're in 2020, uh, especially now doing like COVID and our quarantine stages, what is something that you really want to see change when you come back into your seat? My goodness, I would like to see more unity. I wanna see more people taking chances, you know, learning, and experiencing things they they would normally experience. Like, okay, if you wanna mm -hmm. learn tango, go ahead, learn tango. If you wanna learn ballet, go ahead, learn ballet. But I want you mm -hmm. to be able to take something from the experience and bring it to your community and share something because everybody that's part of a little city or a little community within their city, everybody perceives information differently. So once we yeah. put all of our information together and try to see how we can make our scene bigger, or not even just bigger, how we can make it grow in a healthy way mm -hmm. instead of, you know, with negative comments or, you know, with the side eye and trying to have this standard of, you don't have these particular kind of shoes, you not in it. Oh, you, you never went to this festival. You're not part of it. So I want mm. I want everybody to be able to take something that they learned and put it into their dance. Feel the dance differently than you felt it before. Because I mean, me, I don't dance the same way that I've danced when I first started. Now I feel the music deeper. If I don't feel the music, I'm not gonna dance because mm. it's it's what's fueling me. It's what's fueling my creativity. So if I'm coming to dance with a partner and I'm following, I want to be able to feel what they learned. And from that, I want to be able to take something from that and put it mm -hmm. to my repertoire so we can try to share and grow with each other. It's not just a, a, a what you call it, a, a race. It's yeah. not showing that, you know, this person knows more of the other or this person spent this amount of money on their attire. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's all about dance, but we have to respect each other and try to grow grow with one another because it's a community. 
It's not one person in a community. No, it's a whole bunch of people. So yes, I would love for more people to experience and bring more back to the table than they ever have before. Absolutely, absolutely. Because unity is a big part because a lot of people talk about it, but a lot of people don't act upon it. And you know, with us having these this conversation, it is I'm 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 very happy that if it does make someone feel uncomfortable. Oh my God, Kyla. Oh yes, yeah, she says I love, love Kyla. Thank you for having this important conversation. I appreciate you, Kyla. Definitely. Because again, I think with this quarantine, it has allowed us to kind of collect our thoughts and really think about what's really important. Because we were so fixated on where was the next festival, where was the next event, that we weren't really looking at what was really the issue. And like you said, the issue of women not women of color not being better represented in the dance community because people have to realize with salsa, with bachata, with kizomba, with zouk, mm-hmm. all of those forms were created in places that had people of color. Yes. yes. And what happens is, the topic of body image, the topic of uh, the lightness, that definitely is a part of it. It's when women are looking a certain way. I've definitely seen when it comes to Kizomba, the the scene in, in Europe is like, it, it's, it boggles my mind because there's so many women that of color that are not there mm-hmm. that, that it's just like, it's, it definitely confuses me. And then you come to the US and you definitely see it, but there should be so much more. And it's not just saying that women who aren't of color should not be represented, not at all. It should be all women of all mm-hmm. colors being represented efficiently and respectfully, because when you, when you see a lacking of women of color, the questions have to arise. There has to be a question why because it definitely starts with the partners. When you have a couple, maybe it is important to ask that person, do they see this as an issue mm-hmm. or they just focus on the person they're dancing with? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I love too, uh, oh man, Baldilio, my peoples, yes. <laughs> I just had a great interview with him, a former- Oh, that was really good. That was really good. Oh man, that man is an inspiration to me. And what I love too about yourself is that I've seen you created, uh, it's called the, the Bachata Af- Free Bachata Afropa. Yes. <laughs> Can you kind of give some information on that, please? Okay. So, woo, you're going to have to take a sit down and listen to this. And this is quite yes, funny. Yes, yes. Okay. So, how I created free hashtag free Bachata. Free Bachata Afro Puff. I used to go to different events and I love posting myself dancing because I want other people to talk about it and I want other people to see how much fun I'm having. You don't have to be a particular body size, a body, you know, you could be you. Yeah. And Facebook used to take my videos down and just say, this has been mm. violating the copyright infringement and all of this stuff. I'm like, I just want to dance. So I used to get put in Facebook jail. A lot. <laughs> and then at the same time, I started my 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 self journey and I started growing on my hair. So I had a huge afro. So oh. that's how Free Bachata Afro Puff was created. So. Oh, my God. That's, that's all. And what you didn't know, um, I actually 
years ago, I used to follow the Rastafarian lifestyle. It was, mm-hmm. I was finding myself and I actually did the same exact process. I grew out my hair, I had a huge Afro. I had, um, I had locks um, and following that, that lifestyle for some time really helped me like hone and understand myself as an adult. Uh, it really just gave me some balance. Um, Cause a lot of times as we grow, you have so many people around, you have so many influences, but at the end of the day, you have yourself. When you're in that room, about to go to sleep, you are by yourself most of the time. There are times you need that personal self-quality time. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, in our scene, uh, I'm sorry, and your, and your cousin, Brandon. Oh, I love you too, Brandon. Yeah, oh my man. goodness. It's, it's, it's amazing how, again, we live in different cities, but we've had very similar journeys. And, and it takes those journeys, those self journeys to really find out your true self. And it's very important for not just us, but for everyone else. Because uh, a lot of people say it comes that point in your life where you're trying to figure out what do you really want to do with your life. Yeah. And, you know, it's okay. It's called vulnerability. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to, um, when, I, when I spoke to Kyla that we talked about, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay that you know, you're not always going to be cheery. You're not always going to be happy, but you're also not always going to be sad. It is okay to have that vulnerability with yourself because it does not mean that you're weak. It just means that you're human. It It is okay to have questions about the representation of women of color, of people of color in our dance community because we are a part of it. So why isn't it, it should never be an issue. And for those, a lot of times I say that have issues or they, they, when you ask them that question and they kind of come back with, uh, why does it matter? Or well, maybe it doesn't matter to you, but it definitely matters to me and many other people. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, a lot of those people that have those one-sided opinions and don't really listen to people like us that have these concerns, they, are, they really are ignorant. But you know what? It's okay to be ignorant. But as long as you're willing to learn, yes. Um, when we have these conversations, it is a form of healing. It is a form of therapy because you realize you're not the only one that has these feelings. And for me, having these conversations with so many people about their topics and stuff that they want to discuss is important because we are talking about the representation of Black women in our dance scene. And I am a male, but again, I am a person of color who sees it mm-hmm. and knows there is a problem and wants to have that conversation with you because so you know that I'm here, that I care, that I want that message to be disseminated to many others because, again, people sometimes are just forgetting what's really important and they're just focused on just having fun getting the money from the classes, traveling, that you really miss a lot of the deeper rooted issues that are really within us. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful that people like yourself that are in this group, the MLB, the Mafia Beats, run by Damian Guzman, that in that group, I think it, it's almost 6,000 plus members, yeah. but it, it's so diverse. The diversity matters. And the one thing I can say too is that 
again, when groups like that can have those forums, uh, what I noticed too is a lot of people, no matter whatever company has a forum or a discussion based on Black Lives Matter, I think uh, what a lot of the lot of the issues or concerns arise because a lot of times these platforms don't have the women of color, so the message sometimes can get lost. I think you know maybe with those platforms that they can sometimes it's not that they intentionally do it; it's just a an action that was missed. But as long as you can take accountability and responsibility for that action, and you know definitely do it in a better way the next time and include all of it because you can't have a discussion about Black Lives Matter and just have a, a man of color. You also, it's important to have a female of color, yes. you know? Yeah. And for me, many people, and, and I really, the microaggression I get a lot of times is when somebody asks me, what did I identify with? I am African-American, Polish, Hungarian, and Puerto Rican. But every time I say that, it's your Puerto Rican. And that is the microaggression that people really, um, it definitely ticks me off and I have to almost educate people. Because to, to me, a, a story of in high school, when you used to get those like papers or exams and they ask you like your, your race. Your race. And, yeah, and then it says, just choose one. And I'm like, no, I'm going. And then I would get in trouble for it. And it was like, cause they thought it was a joke that I was treating it. I'm like, no, I identify with more than one. And a, and a beautiful thing I saw was that you just got the ancestry DNA. Yes. And that oh, is, some, yes, to see, I, I read up, yes, I read up on things. I can't wait till I put it in the mailbox. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm, I'm, I'm actually planning to do that myself because it is important because what happens in our families, um, a lot of times as, like my um, African-American culture derives from Virginia, from that mm -hmm. South. And my grandfather was an older man that had the old school tendencies. He's from the South. He has his way of life. He does what he wants on his own time. And, you know, my grandmother was a white woman, a white Polish woman from the Lower East Side. And they came together during a time in the, 50, the 60s when it was shunned upon. Yeah. Um, and I tell a lot of people, especially when it comes to um, interracial families, is that, you know, just as well as that black man is going through that journey of the ridicule, that woman is also going through it with him. Mm -hmm. You know, so a lot of people, I believe, have to understand is that we're all are going through this together because now that we see more than ever, especially with the protests that's in New York, that's in Tennessee and all over, over 50 states and also countries, is that people of all colors are coming together because they see the problem and they wanna mm -hmm. fix the problem. And as well, a lot of those people who protest are in our dance community. But again, I tell people, we can have those discussions in the real world, in the streets, but when we come back to our dance scene, mm -hmm. we need to have those same discussions. Yeah, yes we do. You know, um, it's a. I love that when I see you dance, that you just have an, a confidence. You have like a passion, and the connection really shows. Especially like I've seen you when you dance. You have that when you close your eyes, and I can like, yes, that's what I. <laughs> oh that's yeah. What I 
because so many dancers are just so fixated on, all right, what turn pattern to do next? Uh, should I body roll on this part? You lose really the imp the whole meaning of you even wanting to dance with somebody in the first place. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I really believe too, a lot more women, especially of color, um, I love, love, love the natural. I love it. Um, I understand if women have, because I used to also work in hair, so I understand when people, when a lot of women uh, choose to have the extensions, choose to have the clips, choose to have, you know, it's perfectly fine, but mm -hmm. don't let that define you. Exactly. Hair you know? is hair. <laughs> hair is hair. Whether you grow it or not, it's hair is hair. It does not define you. It does not say you are this particular person, you in this particular social class. Hair is hair. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And, I'm, and I know you kind of wanted to give me the meaning, and I love to understand it more when uh, that term of dancing while black. Yes. Okay, so how I came up with that is it's just a whole journey I've taken as a black woman and as on the dance scene. Because when I get asked to dance, I have to prove myself on the floor. It's mm -hmm. like if I don't, it's, I won't get a chance. So every time somebody grabs me, I'm making sure that I'm, I'm on my game. I'm following, yeah. I'm listening. And sometimes even when I get asked to dance, it's still not good enough. So mm. it's like it's, it's a whole struggle, a, a whole nother type of struggle on top of the struggles that uh, as a black person we have. So it's mm. like, when do we have the time to breathe and take the time to say, OK, we're going to squash this. Like we, we see the problem. We need to find a solution for it. And the only solution that we that we can have about this is making the, the 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 situation known, making people aware of it and just trying to correct their behavior. Okay, yeah. if you dance with all the women of all the women of color, then you're doing your job. But if you're dancing with a, a limited amount of women and they're all of a particular color, that's yeah. not that's not a preference. At that point it's no longer a preference. It's is blatantly racism at that <laughs> point. So like we have to come together and keep having these talks. So even if he, you don't catch it, this live video, or it may not be the next one, somebody's video is going to touch you on a spot where you're going to have to like, mm, mm -hmm. I, I'm not going, okay. I see exactly what you mean. You're not going to do it anymore. Yes. And you know, and, and the reason again, I feel this conversation with you is so important because you are a part of the dance community, because your face has been in many events. You know, people do see your videos and men or women have seen you in the dancing zone, whether they have danced with you personally or seen you from afar. So I do believe that um, these discussions that I'm having with you is important because I believe it will inspire that one person to say, wow, I did not think of it like that. Because again, the biggest, uh, that issue of when you're at a social and you see, a, you see like a specific group of women of color that are just being chosen, but another group is just being kind of segregated. It may not be intentional, yeah. but it, it does, that does not mean it's not happening. It happens. Yeah. You know, and it's important that women like yourself are speaking up more than ever and saying, yes, this is a problem. 
I can't push this issue to the wayside because, again, we understand that even with this quarantine, no matter how long it takes, sooner or later, we will be dancing again. Yeah. So we have to take these same discussions that we have and implement them in our scene. And um, we have to, when we feel those microaggressions, when we get those certain comments, it's okay to confront that head on. Because if we don't confront it, that person who makes that comment will never know anything happened. Mm -hmm. And again, it is, I tell people it is okay to be ignorant, but once you are educated on your ignorance, it is your choice and your decision to change that. Yes, to change and learn from that. Because if you don't learn from it, then you also have to face the consequences of you, if you do it again. Yeah, because the yeah. cycle is not going to stop itself until you get to that point in your life where you want to make a change. And change can be so small. It doesn't, you don't have to go outside and just get a whole slew of people in your neighborhood to talk about it. It could be mm -hmm. one person and that one yeah. person can touch you in a way that, that you can relate and that you can see yourself as going part of that, you know, the struggle, then yes, please grow and learn from it and try to do better because there's no point in going through all of this, this whole obstacle to try to be more aware of the situation if you're not willing to do the the lasting changes to to create to cor correct mm -hmm. you know behavior so yes please learn and grow grow from it because yeah. you don't want to be that person that's stuck in the past i'm not even just stuck in the past you just stuck and it's you're literally your way or no way and you're not gonna have many pleasant friendships and connected dances with that type of mentality. Yes, I definitely agree because as we know in our scene, our scene is very big, but it is very small. Mm -hmm. And word definitely travels fast. And we know is that when a lot of our dancers see something wrong or someone that is causing harm to our scene, um, and a lot of those, maybe those dancers, as we've seen in, in now with quarantine, a lot of these dancers who really have these uh, racially insensitive beliefs, they're using their hands and they're, they're typing more than ever and they're really showing their true selves. Yeah. And it's important that we see that. It's important that we confront that. It's because we don't, we realize that these maybe were the same people we were dancing with months ago. Mm -hmm. We're understanding who they really are, um, what they really truly believe in and how much they really do care about us, the people of color. Uh, because again, this scene is so diverse and the unity is very important, but it definitely starts with a conversation. Uh, because I tell a lot of people is that a person who has different beliefs than you, you can't just barrage them with everything you believe because that's not going to help. It just enables them to feed into their own narrative. When you can have a simple conversation, it changes the whole dynamic. And when you come with, when you come with a different tone, that changes. Because my conversation uh, about a few weeks ago with a gentleman who was Dominican from Florida, and he had totally different beliefs than me. Um, his political beliefs was totally opposite of mine and a lot of the viewers. But the difference was that I could have a conversation with him and 
it's not so much making it personal. I'm going to listen what you have to say just as well as you should listen what, to what I have to say. Mm-hmm. And if we can build from that, we're not going to always agree. Right. But as long as we can listen, that's the first step. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, we have to come together more than ever. Because again, um, unfortunately, when we do come back to the scene, there are some people that we won't see again. Right. And these are the times that we have to really look within ourselves to say, hey, no matter what color you are, I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. You know, it is more important and more imperative than ever in our scene that women of color, black women, are better represented, are more represented in our culture. There's women like Brianna Williams in, in Texas. Oh, man, we had... Um, I uh, love her. <laughs> yes. There was a woman, oh, my God, I'm sorry if I got... Lola, Lola Monet, who had passed a few years ago. Yes. Yes. There was the hashtag created dancers therapy. And when I would hear that in Texas and I filmed the, the, the uh, tribute to her, it was impactful because it was unfortunate that she passed. But the celebration of a woman like that who touched so many people's lives, that was important because so many times in our scene, the men are celebrated. Yeah. It's very important that the women are because believe it or not, men. They really do come to see the women. You know, it's just being totally honest, totally transparent, you know, and I appreciate having this conversation with you um, because it is needed. And, and I know that through our conversation here, mm-hmm. that we can inspire at least one person. I think that is more than enough. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and, and at least before we go, if there's anything else that you would love to just inform me or inform the audience about, as well as giving your contact information, you know, your dance information would be great. Okay. Um, one thing that I would like to discuss is as we're going through this rough time, we have to remain respectful towards each other. We have to, because we don't know what the next person is going through. So we have to be as loving and as kind as we can, because right now our friends need it. Because right now, all over social media, all on political news channels, is so much hate going on in this world. And we need to start back loving ourselves. Stop thinking about these intricate term patterns. Let's start being more connected with ourselves and loving ourselves and giving our friends and our loved ones mm-hmm. that love. Because if not, the the cycle is just going to keep on going. It's not going to stop. And it's going to take a lot of more of these conversations to bring awareness to something that's been going on for decades. And I'm just not learning that it's been going on for that long. So I, I choose to use my platform and I'm happy that you asked me to be, be here because, excuse me, I just want more people to be aware of, the underlying problems that we may not discuss, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we may discuss it in privately, but right now we're using a public forum and hopefully what we've said thus far has touched somebody in a way to, to, to the point that whatever bad behavior they've been doing on the floor, maybe they want to change it and yeah. change it for the better. It's not changing it for the, for the worse. It's to make yourself to a better dancer and to be yeah. a better friend. So that, 
that's all I have to say. Oh, my uh, Instagram um, is uh, okay. Another fun, yeah. fun thing. I love, love, love history. I love mm -hmm. history. I love reading about Greek mythology. That's one mm. of my things. Like, I love the imperial times in China. I love Greek mythology. And, like, I love it all. But wow. anyway. <laughs> that, that's something that I'm glad our audience is like gets to know about you because sometimes as dancers, we don't really get to know our dancers on a different level. And I know that you're not the only one that I love history as well. Um, and I know so many other dancers in our scene are very interested in history. So I, I definitely hope anyone who is watching or will watch this will see, like definitely contact Courtney and you can have those awesome discussions. Yes, contact me. Uh, my Instagram name is Greek Goddess Aphrodite. Oh, every powerful. I'm burning now. <laughs> yes, um, but I mostly use my Facebook and my Instagram um, just to have discussions like these and just to be part of the community. I try not to be too exposed to out there because I don't want to expose myself to too much uh, outside stimuli because I do suffer from anxiety and depression. It can overwhelm me and I will just fall apart like like a little twig I just snap into. So mm -hmm. I try to keep it um, as contained, but as far as like my material goes, I want everybody to just watch it and take something away from it. It may not be something big. It may be, oh, well, I just saw this this black girl dance, man, she can dance. She can dance, she can dance. So just taking something away. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. I just wish more people would love each other and give out more hugs, but wait till coronavirus is over before we oh, do that. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Don't do it now. Just like we can talk, I can talk to you, a black woman in this scene, as people talk about supporting black businesses. Again, we talk about it, but we have to be about it. And for me, I'm supporting brands like Motion Envy. Oh my God, business. I love, yes. love that brand. Yeah, so for me, I guess, again, we, we can talk about it, but we have to be about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, more than ever, especially like you said, during these times, we have to come together uh, because there's so much negativity that's trying to, trying to cloud our judgment that we have to just really unify and bring love to the table. Because, again, love trumps hate. And, you know, like you said last, that, you know, you are a person that deals with anxiety and depression. There are other people in this world just like you that have dealt with it. In the past, I've dealt with depression because of obstacles that have gone in my life, but what did I do? I talked with people about it. Mm. And again, you know, this here is a free therapy session with us. Um, dance is therapy. Oh, yeah. um, you know, just conversation is therapy because again, I think sometimes that's what lacks. People just need someone to talk to. Oh yeah. Sometimes just venting to someone, uh, no matter what the topic is, is okay. Um, mm -hmm. I've had people from Texas and other states just from my my uh, platform reach out to me and talk to me about what they've been going through. And that's fine. I, I, I encourage it uh, because, again, we need more people like you. We need more people like myself that are open to having discussions. And I appreciate you so much, Courtney, for being on tonight's uh, discussion. And, again, like I tell everyone, this is our first uh, discussion, but it surely won't be our last. And 
yours. You know, I thank you for, for sharing this time with me and the audience. Yeah. And, you know, when quarantine is over and, and we're able to dance again, I will find you, we'll find each other, embrace, and just yeah. have a great dance. And you know, us two are making a difference and we are making a change. And I believe we are inspiring other people. So, you know, I definitely thank you. Yes, Samantha I love says, you, Yes, you know, and that's what, that's, what, that's what it's all about. It's just that love, you know, love conquers hate. And, you know, again, like Courtney said, we just all need to love each other, especially through these times and going forth. So I appreciate um, you just for being able to just have this discussion, us being able to build, because what we're doing is solidifying the foundation of what our scene should be. Mm. Um, so, you know, I thank you. I hope you stay safe out there. Um, hope you stay safe, audience. And definitely until next time, thank you all. And thank you, Courtney. Mwah, thank you. Love. Everyone thank have a good night. Prosper. Peace.